0: There's the whole crowd of men out there who need this Welcome to the case study This case study will be marked down in time Known to all as the record keeper Of the historic rise of the woke man Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, welcome, gentlemen. I don't know if any women will be listening to this, but quite frankly, I don't care. What I want is to see the change in man. Yes, that's hurt. The change in man. This is the Man series, where you hear the stories of men who changed, who laid to rest their old ways of thinking, and who opened up and started expressing their truth, revealing emotion, Strengthening their self-awareness And breaking free from the old paradigm of being a man This is going to help men find the courage to open up To break the shackles of toxic masculinity And to guide them home in becoming a better man Let's go Oh, by the way, it's Luca Luca Reedy From the Feeling Alive podcast And The Woke Man is a sub-series. You're welcome. Welcome to The Woke Man series, the greatest case study on man. As you know, I uh, am bringing uh, bringing, bringing to you a goal of 100 men, conscious men, to share their journey with you, to see what it takes to go from the unconscious to the conscious. I'm here with my man, Dolbs. Dolby, how are you, brother? Good, bro. How are you? It's Mark Dobby, by the way. i just using yeah. uh, how everyone else refers to you, bro. We were just talking a little bit before of like, um, what would you say, drunk Mark or, or party Mark? You know, we're talking party about mark, your old yeah. self. You're like, yeah, party Mark. So it's, this is going to be really cool to hear your journey, man. I'm excited. But mm-hmm. we'll, we'll start with uh, quick fire questions. You ready to roll? Go, Trey. So the first, the first one's really difficult, okay? So where did you grow up and where, did you, where do you live now?
1: <laughs> uh i grew up in uh, rural victoria about uh, an hour yeah. out of melbourne um and now i live in the west coast perth ah
0: uh, sweet. So which one do you like more
1: oh man like the south coast of victoria for sure yeah. i did my apprenticeship along the great ocean road
2: uh, from shit.
1: torquay through to apollo bay so Dude. it's Yeah, and it's the same as the south coast down here.
0: Yeah, do you are you a surfer swimmer?
1: No, I do love the ocean. I love jumping in the ocean, but I was I'm never surfed. Yeah, Yeah. cool. I'm with you on that. Uh,
0: So, what do you do for a living right now, brother?
1: Do a couple of things at the moment. Um, I have got a men's and boys counselling business, Mm -hmm. um, holistic counselling. I just work with with whatever's coming up for guys, like it's, it really starts as a conversation Mm. and um, goes from there. Yeah. Um, And I'm also, I've also just gone back to the mines. Yeah. So I am a dewaterer, Google it. Not many people know what it is, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm deep in the mining game. Yeah. And I really, really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, because we were just talking about that. Uh, you decided to quit. You just recently quit Bunnings because you went to Bunnings because you're like, I've always wanted to work there. Um, mm. And so you've decided to go back into the mining game where, where uh, Party Mark was back in the day, right? 2012, 2013. <laughs> yeah. And so now you've gone back as, as a man who knows thyself or is knowing thyself on every day, mm. every day, on a daily basis. So is there a big difference with who's going back to the mines now?
1: oh yeah there's a huge difference um when i went the first time it was all money yeah money money like just get money like and then the crew i hung out with and who i just was at the time um was like get paid go party like just yeah party hard yeah um and When I went up to the mines, I had a really good routine up there. Like I'd get up, go to the gym, go to breakfast, go to work, come home, eat my dinner, and go to the gym religiously. And then I'd come home, we'd all be jacked, we'd all be cashed up, and then we'd just go run amok and totally undo all that good work we'd done while we were Um, up on site. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. that sort of paints yeah, well, it's like the miners'
0: life. Yeah, man. Yeah, I feel you. I resonate. Yeah. I resonate. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, we'll probably talk a little bit more and get deeper on that in the in the main questions. we'll keep going here. Uh, yeah. what, what's one thing you're
3: really good at, bro?
1: I'm good with my hands. Mm. Handyman. Um, handyman. Yeah, I love creating. I love building stuff <laughs> out my yard, furniture. Um, that is one thing I am really good at.
0: Wow, that's fucking cool.
1: That's yeah. awesome.
0: Uh, what's your biggest fear at the moment?
1: My biggest fear is that I'm not. Man, that's a that's a deep. Mm. A deep quick fire question. Is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest. Oh. oh hang on. Are you there?
0: Yeah, I got you, bro. You're still there. Someone calling you. Yeah, I
1: just. No, no, I just locked my I just locked my phone. Bro, sorry about this. <laughs>
0: that's I'm getting right. there. That's all good, man. This shows the world that it's not all perfect. It distracted
1: right, me. Eh? Yeah, it took you yeah, out. That's yeah.
3: My biggest fear is um,
1: that I'm not living up to my potential. And I can mm-hmm. tell you where that is based later, but that's, that's my biggest fear at the moment.
0: Interesting. That's been, that's been a pretty common answer. And mm-hmm. is that, just quickly, is that based on the fear of, well, where is that based?
1: That is based on... Um, like self-worth yeah that's where that comes from yeah um i'm quite quite critical of myself yeah um but i always challenge myself so there's a lot to question yeah um Mm. yeah Mm, okay but it's just one of those roving questions roving thoughts yeah man
0: i've had some interesting answers on this podcast so far man i've had people that said i don't want to my biggest fear is being stuck in the ocean middle of the ocean on like a piece of driftwood with like sharks all around me to um yeah right to oh geez like yeah the fear of not reaching my potential and the fear of judgment so it's you know it's Mm. been like really normal to you know really deep so it's interesting to see a But that yeah, resonates, cool. that resonates with a lot of people, man. Is, and I think it comes back to the fear of, uh, for a lot of people, is the fear of judgment in the sense that they don't want to be criticized and therefore they are scared that, you know, the fear out of judgment outweighs the fear of not reaching their potential.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey. That's, a, that's one that I've been thinking of a lot lately. Yeah. Um, like social media presence is a big one too. Yeah. Um, I look at how well people do on social media and for me for the last six weeks it's just been non-existent
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so I go oh, you know what are people going to think as far as who I am as a person mm-hmm. but what I've been doing is growing in other areas yeah. for myself like really my energy into where i'm at and yeah. it's just not social media driven at the moment yeah it's and right. that's that judgment you were talking about you
0: know yeah that's so interesting mm. i think that's the next paradigm too is like i think we can be conditioned so easily to say that we have to do social media and that we have to do all this stuff and we have to do the morning routine we have to do all this like at the end of the day if you feel good and you've made a decision from your heart not your head is there anything wrong with that
1: no not at all bro no you know? it's, probably, it's, it's better.
0: Yeah, that's so true.
2: You're eh?
1: being true to yourself. If yeah. you're being true to yourself, then you, you're not doing it wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that yeah. even includes the, I feel guilty or I feel like I'm being judged for not being on social media. Well, then work on why you feel guilty. <laughs> what, you know, Damn. stay on social media and spend more time on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's so fucking true, man. Why do you have the guilt in the first place? <clears throat> Amen, bro. Alright, next one is a, is a pretty good one. What's your favorite quote?
1: Uh, my favorite quote is uh, it's a Ramdas quote. Oh
0: yeah. Nice. We're all
1: just walking each other home.
0: Fool I've heard you say that before, actually, at the retreat. Yeah. Yeah, that gave me goosebumps, man.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just gave me goosebumps then. So fucking <laughs> yeah. true, hey. So it's just fucking true. it's to me it is it embodies masculine. Um, compassion. Compassion is not weak. And I'm like, I'm a fucking man and I'm yeah. here to walk my brother's home. Yeah. And you've all got that story in your head of when the time when you went out with your mates and you were just, you were literally walking home and you were chatting, you were talking shit, and you were just having no masks, just yeah. being the boys or the men or whatever. Yeah. So, and it's, and that's what it is where he just to just to get each other home, just to be with each other and connect yeah. and grow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I resonate, man. Um, what, is, what is a conscious
3: man
2: to you? To the next one.
1: A conscious man is first self-aware. Yeah. You can't be conscious without being aware of your own actions. Um.
3: And then that's the first step. And then there's the self inquiry. Mm-hmm. Be aware, inquire, and then do the fucking work. Mm.
0: Be aware, inquire, and take action.
3: Yeah, that's it.
0: Fuck. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think that's the biggest one that everyone said is yeah, self awareness, man. And I mean, if mm. you look at we will look at this in the story, but a lot of guys just didn't. Um, until a, a significant moment and then it shifts. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, number seven, so three mm. to go. What's one thing that challenges you right
3: now?
1: This isn't a deep answer, but it's exercise.
3: Yeah, fucking oath.
1: Fire out, man. Like, fuck yeah. I just, I don't know. I, have no one to be accountable to <laughs> yes um i'm doing stuff but i've I'm, I'm just turned 40 and i'm feeling old and i don't want to decline yeah so there's some motivation but then i go to work out and it's hard oh it's hard man. yes dude i'm 30 yeah. and i'm feeling
0: exactly what you say By mm. the way bro fucking look great for 40 to be honest
1: thanks man yeah that's wow so you just had 40 know.
2: this
0: year
1: uh, September last year yeah oh yeah okay. so um yeah I get that I am grateful for that mm. <laughs> for, for that um and if I get rid of this beard it's seriously you look like a like, 22
0: year old <laughs>
1: I do yeah yeah I seriously do it's if I don't have this gray shine it's yeah. just like and then you tell people you got a 21 year old and they're just like what <laughs>
0: Oh, that's funny, man. Yeah, I can totally yeah. resonate with that, with the, cha- with the exercise. Like, mm. if I'm not working towards something so if I haven't got a goal for my exercise, I get in the trap of, like, what, why do I need to do it? And, like, I get it to be healthy, you know, overall health and well-being, but it's, like, you don't train as hard. I don't anyway train as hard unless I've got someone holding me accountable or a purpose if I'm running for, like, a marathon or I'm training for, like, a fucking Tough Mudder or something, you know? Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a fucking v- very common one, man. Uh, yeah. Number eight, what's unconditional love
2: mean
3: to you? Unconditional love is also another really, really good question. It's not judging people for where they're at. Mm. It's coming to people with inquiry
1: rather than judgment, All right? So um, someone comes to you and they're behaving a certain way and you know it's not good for them and it may even trigger you, but it's like it's selfless. It's you, you're you coming for them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You're coming to that interaction with compassion for them. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm. Unconditional love is selfless compassion. Mm. Yeah,
0: that sums it up, I think. Yeah, it does. it does, dude. It does. Yeah, that's very. Yeah, it's it's a um, <clears throat> the biggest one. It's just really, like I've had so many. But that's the that's the general conclusion. Like, it's it's interesting to see what you know it's what all the guys say about this question, but it's all coming back to the same thing, you know. And you look back and go, I definitely can go, fuck, I've had so many conditions on my relationships and still yeah. do, man, like still working through it, you know, as you can probably agree to there, we're still working through it, but that's the goal, right?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's um, like anything, you have to work at it, but it's, it's absolutely a thing that you can, like you can notice as you get better at it.
2: Yeah. 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 They're building themselves. That
1: yeah. And you have you're losing that expectation and Yeah. Um you're just coming you're just coming to say, what do you got? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fair, yeah. all right we got the last question in the quick fire, number nine. Um, do you believe in a greater power, man? And what is that to you?
3: A hundred percent. Yeah. Um one what it is. Um
1: it That changes for me. Um, I, had, I had an idea of, like, what God is. I really like the word God. Um, it just sums it up for me. I know it triggers a lot of people yeah, because it's, it's attached to, to religion.
0: Yeah.
1: And then for me, I'm like, okay, we need to break that for a start because if you think about God separate to religion, God being source, God being the, the energy that runs through all things, you can't be triggered by that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So you need to just deal with the fact that I'm going to call it God, yeah. and it is just it is the energy that runs through all things, and it's unfathomable, unfathomable. Um, to the intellect, yeah. but that's also for someone who's mildly intellectual. It's fun to just sit there and think about the expanse of it. Yes, the expanse of what that power is, mm-hmm. you know, and that we're never going to figure it out. And so you get to have all these little like realizations, and they never stop, man.
0: Yes, dude. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So you always get to grow towards this like appreciation for that. For that. Yeah. Power. Mm. you learn a little bit more of it and you learn a little bit more of it and you deepen your connection to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, like I think I've used to have the same thing with God. I was like, they Um God. Oh my God. I'm not <laughs> yeah. religious. Um, but now it's like, you know, I was doing a hike recently and I was like, God is uh, the, it's just like a sort of a, a message comes straight through, you know, like an epiphany download, whatever you call it. Insight is, um, Greater orchestrated divine. And if you think mm-hmm. about that, it's like that's how I see it to this, the question to this answer and to God. And now I'm just like, yeah, God is just fucking that greater orchestrated divine in everything. You know, in the tree, I'm looking at a tree now, I'm looking at the clouds, like I'm looking at the electricity that shoots from the clouds. Like, how? How does that happen? Then you just think about, I got caught looking at the uh, sky the other day and I was having a conversation. Like, a, it was a really deep conversation with a, a friend here. And we just start talking about the universe and you just say, hey, just for a second, just one second, just think about the edge of the universe to think about where we are in it. Like you can't imagine just hitting a wall and just being like, Oh, I found the boundaries. And I watched a documentary the the day that says they starting, uh, astrophysicists are starting to find research and, and, and prove or starting to uh, beginning to prove that there may be a black hole within every galaxy. And they don't know where that black hole goes to. Some people are saying that it goes to another universe. So it's like, why yeah. are we limiting ourselves in an unlimited universe? You know, is, you know.
1: Yeah. It, well, we can go down that. Yeah. Because we need to function as a human in society. But <laughs>
0: that's true. That's
3: because that that, that's like an existential crisis. Stupid. so stupid. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, it is. One of the things I get so frustrated about the most is having to function in society mm. as it is, you know, mm. it's just like, it's, so, it's such a waste of time when there's all this other good stuff to be had. Yeah. It is that, it's a, it is that existential crisis. Yeah. I don't want to do this.
0: Yeah, fucking oath, man. I feel mm. you on that. But I mean, that's a, that's a
1: whole <laughs> podcast
0: in itself, eh? But yeah, oh, yeah it's, it's cool to see, it's cool to see the responses to that. Yeah. I think I'm half the problem why this quickfire is never really quick fire because I just keep diving deeper on it. <laughs> but Timmy <laughs> Morrison, he was the, um, he's the longest so far. He was like fucking 40 minutes in the quick fire. Just because yeah, he right. was like throwing nuggets and I'm just like doing this, feeding on it, and then he feeds on it, and then we're both like, ah, I'm like yeah, it was a bit of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're going to start the main questions now, brother, and, and this is like where yeah, we'll get real cool. and raw and, and hear your your story and, and how you shifted. And it's, it's, this is the, this is the juicy parts. The, the first question in this Love is um, and I use the term unwoke, not to say that it's better, that we're better as, as woke and unwoke, but it's just the term I use. So, what did your mm-hmm. life lo- look like as unwoke and, and, and comparing that to the person you are today?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, I grew up in a very religious uh, family. Shit. Um, I say very religious, but if you're either religious or you're pretending when it comes to being involved in that. Um, but it was like church and sin and sinful things, and it was quite old school as far as um, what was bad, sex before marriage, masturbation, swearing, lots. Anyway, um, So that was my, that was me out to about 16. Then I moved out and just, I had an apprenticeship, I'd work, I'd get money, I'd buy stuff. I was just completely unconscious, just buy new clothes, get drunk on the weekend, go to work, buy new clothes, get drunk on the weekend, start getting drunk during the week. Like it was just, it was all pleasure based. Yeah. And um, no thought about, am I hurting people? Am I hurting myself?
3: Mm. Just, I think I was just your typical, your typical dude, I think. Um, That's the best way to sum it up. Very, very
1: unaware, very reactionary in my responses and like sort of victim mindset a bit oh yeah very much
0: yeah okay yeah and now how does it look now obviously they can see you and then listen to what you the the conversations you're having now (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. now it's um i wouldn't there's still the the typical dude in there because it's all that conditioning that you just have to you have to work on yeah um but i'm It's the self awareness is there. And it's at the point where, you know, when you first start to become aware or you first start to become woke, you always catch yourself after the fact. So your behavior is still the same. You react Mm -hmm. or you do your victim thing. And then you look back and go, oh, shit, I did that. Okay. Mm. I'm aware of it. That's a good start. And then you catch yourself in the middle of it. Mm. And then you progress and you you don't react anymore. You go, okay, I'm going to listen to this interaction that we're in and going to react mm. or respond. Respond, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's where I'm at now mm. mostly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get me tired, get me hungry, different story. I'm just going to be like, <laughs> fuck you. The like.
0: old yeah, fucking Snickers out all <laughs> over again.
1: <laughs> yeah, Angry. that's it.
0: Yeah. dude, yeah. And you know what I love about that is that you just, you go, Hey, like I know when I'm not myself, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not when I'm hungry, when I'm tired, I'm not myself. Whereas before it was just like an excuse. You go, well, I'm fucking angry and I'm, I'm angry because I'm tired. Duh. But now it's like, Hey, yeah. you have a different understanding of it. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wicked. man. Yeah. That's
3: so, a good
1: place to be.
0: Yes. That, that's the point, right? <laughs> it is. It is a good place to be. Because it's like you're back in the, in the driver's seat, would you say? Yeah,
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh, 100%, man. Yeah. yeah, you're, someone comes, like, I get quiet. If I spend the day by myself, I get in my own head. I'm just quiet and my wife comes and goes, what's the matter? Or is something wrong? And instantly in the past, I'm just like, nothing's wrong with me. Like, mm. why would you even ask that? And I just go, there's nothing wrong. I'm like, you idiot. Like, you've just created something, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now I can just go, nah, no, I've just been in my own head, or I'm tired, mm. or I'm hungry. Like, and it's so calm. It's just, you haven't created a, sh- a shitstorm. Yes, dude. Yeah. You, an unnecessary just moved shit storm. An unnecessary shitstorm.
0: Yeah. yeah. I feel you on that, man. I, I, I can totally relate. I literally had that yesterday. I was working through some shit yesterday. Um, and just had a felt of rage in my, my my gut and i was just like what? the thing that i do now is as dk goes Are you all right and she knows when i'm not right i said yeah i'm just working through some stuff i'm not really sure what it is whereas before like i would just be like yeah nothing's wrong i'm okay like why would you say that like as if there's something wrong with me and take it really mm-hmm. personally but then it's like i have a conversation and i say yeah i'm not myself i'm don't know exactly what it is while i'm working through this but Yeah, I'm okay. I'm just gonna. I need some time to myself, and I and I had a couple hours to myself and did my stuff.
1: Yeah, and how good is it to have a partner who just goes, oh, yeah, sweet dude, go have your time by yourself." Mm -hmm. Not like, "Let me fix you." I'm, I'm kind of going off track here, but I just thought, like that. Yeah, totally. It's really it? nice to be able to say, I need to, I'll, I'll go and have a bit of a release in the shower. That's my safe space. Lights out, lay down on the shower floor, and just like scream and cry and mm-hmm. pull my warrior in and give myself some good self talk. And then I'm left fully to myself. And then I come out and there's incense burning or the house is being smudged and there's, it's just like this. It's a union. It's, it is a union. Yeah. And it's beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. And it makes it easier for you to, when you are hang, hangry or yeah. not yourself, yeah. to just know that, oh, they're going to support me as well. So yeah. you can just say, yeah, this is what's happening for me. And they go, cool.
0: Yeah, man. But, I'm, yeah, I think we're both in the agreements there. We're very grateful to have, you know, a solid partner next to us who gets the, gets the path too, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah for that, sure. Yeah. So as the uh as as party mark, I'm gonna just refer to you as party mark. Like what was what was your biggest vice, bro?
1: Um MDMA. Oh yes. <laughs> like most people script's fucking holding you <laughs> hard, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um that yeah, it was it was definitely MDMA, man. Like mm. that and booze. Mm-hmm. Um and then you know, longevity you throw in the dexies or Mm -hmm. rack up gear like to be honest man it was it was mostly everything Mm -hmm. yeah whatever i could get whatever i could whatever i could do i'd do it
0: yes okay interesting yeah uh Mm -hmm. it's sort of sort of like i wonder if it ties into the next question but you were talking about like what emotion challenged you next is the next question Uh, Mm -hmm. i've got five emotions and i'm wondering whether it was a matter of your vice was a matter of dealing with these, you know, or something from the past. But the main um, emotions of anxiety, shame, guilt, fear, and anger, which mm-hmm. one of those triggered you most
1: or challenged you most? Anxiety. Yeah, okay. Um, anxiety was a big one for me, um, going back to self-worth. Mm. Um, like in social situations, like what's everyone thinking of me kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so, were you trying to do? Were you doing the drugs as a way of numbing the anxiety, so you could fit in? Yeah, that was accepted? booze for
1: sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely the alcohol. Would be that um, It a just like. Take all anxiety out of it. I could just go and literally sit myself in the middle of a group of people and just like command the group,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, um, which I just absolutely could not have done without booze. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest that came
3: on top of that, um, anger.
1: I, I used to have quite an anger problem, like just outbursts of rage. Um, but I never used anything to hide that. None of the substance abuse um, brought it out in me. It was a very separate issue. Um, yeah. What else was when there was fear? I'd say anxiety was definitely the biggest one, and then you can couple fear to that.
2: Yes, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Did you ever contribute those
0: emotions to something that happened in your past?
3: Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's there's some um,
1: genetic stuff in there, as like I come from a line of people who were. Like we get ragey, we're not angry people all the time, but when we explode, we explode, okay, and it just comes pouring out, man. Like you just and it yeah, gets yeah. worse and worse. And excuse me, you can't like it, just catches, it yeah, it's, it's from bottling it all up, you know, being the good, being the nice person, being well behaved, and then there's that, and then, um,
3: that built also from.
1: My first marriage wasn't great and there was a lot of unnecessary accusation toward me.
3: Um, and so being slighted when I hadn't done anything, mm.
1: being misunderstood, being seen as someone that I'm not, would make me explode, like yeah, just yeah. so angry at being misunderstood.
3: Yeah. Okay,
1: um,
0: yeah. Interesting. So the genetic stuff is like basically it's like an imprinted characteristic in you, where you know it's happened. This is interesting. It's actually come up a bit in this in this series. Is like you know I've just it's it's literally transferred from generation to generation, and then like you know perhaps you saw your parents do it, and then it's like or your dad do it, and it's just like whew, it's normal to you, right?
1: Yeah, that's it. It's definitely yeah, like environmental. Yeah. I saw that's how things were done, and it just rubs off on you. Yeah. But then you hear that you know your granddad used to do that as well, and um, yeah, that's the reason for it. And I think that that angle is definitely in the unconscious part of my my journey my life.
3: because
1: mm. um, I feel horrible if I ever explode now.
0: Yes. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I feel you on that. Have you found have you found that you've like let or you've that awareness has helped you let it go?
1: Oh, massively, yeah. Yeah. I can't think of the last time I raged like that. Yeah. Like it would be within the last two years, I guess, but mm. it was short-lived and it was followed up by some very conscious, <laughs> conscious conversation and apologising and yeah. um, taking ownership for it. Radical responsibility,
0: eh? man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, um, this next question is a new one that we've put in there just recently. Whose love did you crave most growing up, and who did you have to
3: be to get it? You know, I craved anyone's love. Mm.
1: Um, I can't think of anything specifically because although like my family is very loving, yeah, um, my dad especially, always like I still give my dad a kiss to this day and hug and say I love you. Like there was always that there. Um, I guess the thing that stands out is I needed to be loved by everyone. That was how I picked up girls. Mm. That was my goal when I was picking up women was I'm going to make you love me. Mm. I'm going to make you fall in love with me. Hmm. Um, And who
3: did I have to be? Um, I had to be the calm guy. And I had to be the guy that didn't.
1: Like, I was the nice guy. I was a gentleman. I was an absolute gentleman. Mm. Um, I was the nice guy.
3: Um, and I was also the
1: guy. Like,. I've done a lot of things in my life and I've just realised now that a good part of that is because I'd go and start doing whatever the girl I was chasing was doing.
2: Yeah, Well so If they played
1: indoor beach, beach volleyball, I'd go play indoor beach volleyball,
0: you yeah, know. Yeah. It um, was really much and it was, trying to fit in in every situation, like whether it was a relationship or your friends, like it was like trying to just yeah. be liked, liked, liked by everyone.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Hmm. Yeah. Where,
0: where does that
2: come from? Do you think?
1: Um, it comes from never feeling like I was good enough. Yeah. So I'm born a sinner, right? So I'm born a broken person, and then in my first marriage, I was never good enough. I was. A I was a piece of shit. Like I was just not providing enough, or I was doing countless things wrong, Mm. and um, it just came from wanting to be good enough, Mm -hmm. wanting people to like me, so that I knew if you like me, I must have something worth worth liking. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Being validated, man. Yeah, that's like a that's a huge Um, vice in itself, isn't it? Oh,
1: uh, yeah, because it feels good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then feels you're like, good. whenever you don't get that satisfaction, you're like, oh, you're craving it even more. So you'll just do whatever you can, whether it takes you out of your body, takes you out of your truth, just to be get that feeling. It's it's an addiction for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's it, man. Hmm. Wow.
0: All right, so this next next one, it can be pretty deep. So I want to go to the lowest point in your life, so a point where you were just like – yeah, it was probably like your lowest point of hope and a challenging period of your life. And, and if if suicide was an actual factor through that period, mm-hmm.
3: can you tell us um, about that?
1: Yeah, so it was after my, um, my separation leading to my divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, I separated from my wife when I lived in Adelaide and she moved back to Perth. Uh, with the kids, and so I was in Adelaide by myself. Um, this is where Party Mark was born. Like, I basically went on a three-month bender. Um, I didn't stop for work. I just changed my substance. So, like, gear was very good at making me get my reports done and getting all the work done. And, um, I found myself just completely unconsciously after this three-month period um, of being super paranoid. Like, I got to that, that point. My immune system was non-existent. I lived three Ks from work, and I would drive 45 minutes to get home because people were following me. I'd hear a Harley drive past my house and, like, grab a bat and sit waiting for someone oh. to come and break into my house. Um, I wasn't sleeping, so I was in full paranoia mode. Um, Shit. And I, at that point, I went out with some guys who I didn't know. And one of the guys all night, I was busted up, like, proper busted up. and. Um, one of the guys I didn't know that well. He kept saying, "Trust me, man, you're all good. You're all good." Because I was wigging out. And then later on that night, he wigged out, and we got into a huge fight, like a huge fight. Like and physical, physical, yeah. yeah. And I got my ass kicked. Mm. Yeah, like he was a boxer, and like, shit, and man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the pre, this is the prelude to my lowest point, right? So I was just. I'd had all this freedom and I took it all and I ended up in this shit place. And so I moved back to Perth um, and then this is where it really hit was um, my parents were living in Singapore at the time, so I lived in their house in Perth and I had insomnia. Like I just was not sleeping. Um, I had the paranoia. I had a shitty immune system. Um, And I was, like, absolutely riddled with anxiety, riddled with it, going to work, going anywhere. Like, I'd just freak out. Um,
3: I never thought about suicide. Mm -hmm. Like, I never got to that point. Um, I think because... I wouldn't have been able to go
1: through it i was far too cowardly Mm
3: -hmm. Uh,
1: like i just i wouldn't have been able to do it or or things weren't that bad for me although it was shit, it it could have been way worse you know and i guess i knew that somewhere um
3: yeah and i had i was just
1: i was depressed i wasn't looking after my kids properly i was like my marriage had failed i'd found myself It, like just at three months i basically took drugs every day mm. like how how did i go from being a dad trying to hold his family together to this piece of shit? basically is yeah. how i saw myself yeah
0: Fuck. that's interesting and so was there like a significant moment of awakening through that after that like what what triggered yeah.
3: the
1: shift <clears throat> yeah there um It was one conversation. This is my, this is the, it's so clear to me what made me start to change, right? So um, where I worked in Belcata, we had a mechanic next door. And this mechanic was um, picture like, I, I don't say this in the negative, but picture the, the biggest bogan you can think of, right? we got a mullet, cigarette in his mouth all the time drinks Jack Daniels every day after work, races, Holden's, like just a bogan. And I really appreciate bogans because they're genuine. Mm -hmm. What you see is what you get, and I really value that. And they're good people. They really are. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows what a bogan is, right? Mm -hmm. And he just told me this story one day where he was driving to work and a lady just cut him off. He wasn't doing anything wrong. She just cut him off, gave him a finger, tore off down the road. And he's like, Oh, right, I'm going to follow her. I'm like, oh, like, where's this story going to go, you know? <laughs> Fuck. And he goes, so I followed her to work, saw where she worked, drove to the supermarket, bought a packet of Tim Tams, went back to her work and said, hey, you don't know me. You cut me off in traffic this morning. Look, I don't know what's going on for you here's a packet of Tim Tams, I hope your day gets better. And wow. she bawled her eyes out, like, I'm getting all glassy-eyed now. Oh, my right? God, dude. Yeah, I'm like, how could that have gone, right? And he's just shown absolute compassion to, a, to an angry stranger who slighted him, right? And it didn't even enter his mind to react.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. And that was a huge wake-up call for me. And I'm just like, whoa! Like, I would have rammed that car. I would have run her off the road. That's what I would have done. What a gesture! I know, right? Simple, but like, she's going to remember that. And from I remember, I wasn't even involved. eh? And that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Don't judge a book by its cover.
0: Mm yeah amen bro fucking hell so <clears throat> at that point then you've done the you've, you've like sort of gone fuck there's, a, there's something here you know like this there's, there's more to this than i'm seeing i've got to obviously if he looks the way he does and does the things he does and is still a good person then i can be a good person was yeah. what was the next part of your journey there was was there healing involved from then on and 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 what was that what did he what sort of healing did help you if that was the case
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm a a researcher. I research and research and research. Mm. Um, So from that point I started reading books, looking at self-help books and um, just trying to figure out what that mindset was. And um, that led me to Joe Rogan, like every other Western dude that there is, um, that led me to Duncan Trussell, which led me to Ramdas. Dass, um, and all that inevitably led me to go to Peru and do ayahuasca.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And sure. that um, that was one of the most harrowing experiences <laughs> of my life. I can
0: imagine. Um, so yeah, for, those not listening, yeah. for those who don't understand what ayahuasca is, I'm sure it's like pretty common now, but can you just explain a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, ayahuasca is, oh man, it's really hard to describe, especially once you've done it. Mm. It's Ayahuasca is a mix of, of two plants essentially. Um, one is a vine and the other is a leaf the ayahuasca vine and then the, the leaf basically allows the medicine to work in your, in your system. And it um, – how do you describe
3: ayahuasca? It's
1: a plant medicine, right? It is a plant – yeah. <laughs> Simply put, it's a plant medicine. It's – it's, they call it a – like it's a hallucinogen 100%. Yeah. But it um, – It absolutely strips you of all humanness and it shows you the much, much, much bigger picture Mm -hmm. of who you are and what consciousness is and what your petty fears are in the grand scheme of things and what your power really looks like. Wow. Um, So
0: what was your experience through that then?
1: I did four ceremonies. Okay the first one was beautiful. It was, I mean, there's lots of spewing involved, um, which is just, which is trauma release. And, um,
0: did they tell you at the time that it was like purging and spewing was trauma
1: release? Yeah. yeah I'd done a, um, I'd done a lot of research into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's very evident. So you'll go through an experience, right. You may relive a trauma, in ayahuasca so they'll sing an icaros i'm being jittery here because it's it's such a massive topic i'm trying to condense it a little bit i appreciate that but they sing icaros and icaros are songs given to the shaman by the plants (laughs) and you can be sitting there just sitting there going okay am i in it i'm in it they sing a song and you are gone like it pulls you into another universe and then you'll relive this, this experience. And then at the end of the experience, you'll purge. And so it's very evident that whatever you just worked through in that experience is then leaving your body. Um, yeah. So the first, the first ceremony was awesome. And then we got a bit arrogant. I was there with my wife. And we're just like, oh, we got this. Like, we know what we're doing ayahuasca's light like now. And we hadn't spent much time with each other leading up to it. She was in Canada and Mm -hmm. we met basically, well, we met in Canada then went to Peru. But
3: um, we had sex
1: and when it comes to doing ayahuasca, like that release of energy, that sexual release of energy is like, it's a huge thing. They just say, do not eat meat, do not have sex do not eat chilies like these these things and we just totally dismissed it right and when we're like we haven't seen each other we're gonna have sex and the sex was amazing and it was energy filled and then the second ceremony came
2: oh fuck
1: and dude like that is one of i surrendered to death four times in that ceremony Yeah. Like, what do you mean?
0: Like, you actually face death.
1: They, at one point, I was given the option of if I wanted to die or not. And I said, yes, I do. And I saw my body being ripped into pieces, like just ripped into physical chunks of flesh was just scattered. No, there was no pain. Okay. There was no physical pain.
0: But like, you're mentally tortured. Turmoil. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And so, then, yeah. what happened for the, the remaining two? Did it sort of ease out and you left in peace? It or? did.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. Um, there was a lot more learning involved. Um, yeah. The okay. second one. The second one. We were just told uh, very clearly. You did not respect this. By, like, by the by the you, by the plant. By the plant. Yeah. By the plant. It was mm-hmm. like. The plant was angry with us. Um, They're just like, you think you've got this. Is that what you think? You've done it once and you think you've got this, right? Well, then let me show you what it can be like. And that's what it did to us.
0: So it's almost like just teaching you what respect looks like to nature and to other people.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, what the ramifications of not being respectful can be.
0: Wow. And so, yeah. what, what did that look like at the end? Like, what was your biggest takeaway from that?
1: Um, connection to at the end of the retreat, it was it was how connected we are to everything.
3: Mm. <laughs>
1: um, like, I, I know that seems like a cliche, but all good cliches are based in truth. Yeah, and um, the connection to nature the power of plants, the energy that is in everything and that you can converse with if you put the effort in. Yeah. Yeah, that you're you're not alone ever in any situation. Yeah.
0: Wow, and so did you go back and ever do another ceremony like that or similar ceremonies?
1: No. The second ceremony scared the absolute shit out of me. Like... (laughs) Um, like <laughs> so I'm
0: fucking done, bro. Like that was cool. Uh, yeah, I've changed yeah, a but, bit, you know. Like I see a different path.
1: <laughs> I've got some things to do. Yeah, I've been busy myself doing other things that are not ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel yeah. That. But I definitely am keen to do it again. Yeah. Um. Like there's fear there, but I'm aware that I need to go into it with that fear and find out what that is.
0: Yeah. And the goal for you now is to uh, come out a better person, a more whole person with more love. Is that right?
1: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. To be more whole. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny when you talk about um, love. I've been having this toing and froing in my mind about what love is and what the man's role of love looks like. Mm. But I don't know what your next questions are, so we might get to it.
0: No, no, let's go there yeah
1: yeah this is good okay yeah so what is love
0: love? like what's the being the contemplation you sound like you're really you sound like your mind is is built for like poems and and writing very much yeah
1: yeah 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 yeah, very much i do i love all that kind of stuff yeah um i and i like words words that evoke emotion invoke
2: yeah Invoke. invoke
1: yeah 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 so um love on the deepest level is just isn't is an energy that is always there right so it's way bigger than us and it is a thing that we can tap into um but you've got to find it it's like anything worth having you've got to work for it Mm -hmm. but it is always there And you can always find your way back to it.
0: And so do you think it's below a lot of our deeps, like it's it's like in our very core, it's in the centre and we've just covered it with certain shit from our experiences? Is that how you see it?
1: um, Covered it, yes, and moved away from it as well. Okay. So if you picture love as like fire and it's all toasty and everything you want and then you move away from it, it's still there, but it's not having an effect on you, you know. And then you're sitting in the
3: darkness. So it's... So how do you
2: get back not, to the
0: fire?
1: You've got to walk towards it. you just got to walk towards it. Your, your, your goal has to be on the love and not the other shit that may block your path.
0: Mm. So yeah. hence what we're talking about is you go back to... If you're ever to go back to do an ayahuasca ceremony or plant medicine ceremony, it's to get back to the fire. Back to the warmth.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and there are and other and things unders- that we can
3: use to get back to the warmth?
1: Um. Yeah, absolutely there is. Like, um, I want to say being present, but how do you get present?
3: It-
0: it's almost like um, healing the inner <laughs> internal critic and the dialogue inside you that's that doesn't believe in you, that is not you, right?
1: Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. But when, when you focus on, I guess you need, you need it first, you need a clear picture of what love is, mm. right? And that's where um, I think one of the easiest ways to do this is if you said to people, where do you withhold love in your life? Everyone knows where they withhold love. And you go, okay, in that moment, tell me of a time when you withheld love, and you're just like, oh, you know, like my wife did something, and I I just got a surge of love for her. But then you didn't express it, right? So let's not talk about why you didn't express it. That's another thing. But that feeling you got of love, sit in that.
3: Yeah. So it's like. People are more aware of where
1: they've stopped their love. Mm. They bring them to that. And you go, okay, you're aware of that behavior. You're aware of you had to put energy into stopping being loving, right? So think about the power of the force of love. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, totally dude. That's a really good way to yeah. put it like where did you withhold love? and mm. feel why like go tap into the feelings of when you withheld it because that's the feeling of love that's where you got to get back to
1: that's the underlying feeling and the mm. other stuff is that is what you've been bearing love with
0: yes
2: you
1: know or that insecurity or oh, I don't want to be I'm this tough man you know
3: yeah. like
1: I'm not going to I'm not going to show that love it's the thing that always comes shining through
3: mm.
0: isn't it funny that we talk like this now and like we're talking like we're trying to like find all the solutions how to be more loving and, and like you think about party mark and myself friggin back in the party days like it's like dude we're not talking about this shit. We're nah. talking about tits and ass and just like <laughs> yeah, who's got the gear?
1: Yeah, that's it. Hey, so yeah. it's
0: it's really it's really evident what happens when you do the internal work when you mm. aim to be a better man. Like you have deeper, more meaningful. And fulfilling and empowering conversations, hey.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fulfilling. Yeah, that fulfilling, like to have to, you just stoked to have these conversations. Yeah, That lights right. you up.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, I yeah, mean, and you always yeah. learn something. Like those that question you just asked, like that was something that I've never really contemplated before. But it's such a good question that I'll that I'll begin to use. You know, but this is sort of like this brings me to the next question, man, which is talking about friend groups, you know, <laughs> mm. um, and how they've changed and, and talk about in your instance, how did your friend group change and how did you deal with that and is it much better now?
1: Yeah, so um, my friend group did change a little bit. Um, I have a habit of when I'm going through something, I'll withdraw, right? It's a, it's a bad habit that I have. Um, when I'm working on something I withdraw so I'll distance myself from my friends and I won't tell them I just Mm. distance myself I don't reply to messages um I hadn't like I'm kind of at the tail end of one of those at the moment um and then I come back to my friends and I'm this mildly different person and I explain hey I've just been working on myself and um, to the friends who don't understand that, the unwoke people, they're just like, What the fuck? Like, remember the times we used to do this? Remember, don't you miss this? Come and have a drink. No, really, like, just have a drink. And it's, it's, there's a bit of resistance to my change. But then I keep on pushing through.
3: Mm. And those friends, drop off the ones that don't
1: like my change. But then I've also been pretty blessed with the fact that I've got some really good friends who just go, I'm not where you are, but, Mm. man, like what you're doing looks good on you, you know. Mm.
0: So you have the courage to speak up in front of your old friends now and just say, hey, this is what I'm doing. 100%.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, That's hard, eh?
2: what um, do you find it easy?
1: No, nah, I'm at a point now where I find it easy because okay. I'll do it. Like i have just gone up mining, and they like the pre-start at the morning. They're going through all the notice, and they're like their wellness classes, and all the guys are, like oh, fucking wellness classes. That's poof. So I'm like, well, firstly, who says poof anymore? And <laughs> secondly, I'm down for that. Wow. You know, like it's a, it feels so. And then one of the other guys will pipe up and they go, oh, yeah, I went to one night like, last time it was actually pretty good. Yeah. And I don't give a shit. Like, if you're going to be backwards and have a problem with it, that's your problem, man. Like, you can't shake me. Mm-hmm. If, if anything, you see something in me that, you, that is different. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. Because I like who I am and I like what I'm portraying. Yeah. So you notice that in me. That's a fucking win for me.
0: Because you help them, right? You shine the light on them now yeah go, oh, that yeah exactly bro then they can water it at their own pace
1: yeah yeah that's really cool and that's man. the important thing hey yeah totally just watering it at their own pace yeah don't push them
0: yes it's a hard one especially when you see how good the change is you're like oh come on bro <laughs> yeah. fight oh yeah you, know, you just gotta go fuck okay everyone's at their own got their, they make their own decisions but like yeah. the energy that that you have after your change speaks louder than the words that you could probably ever say anyway right oh 100% man they like, go he's just like such a nice guy man like he's not reacting anymore he's calm like he's mm-hmm. peaceful I'm like yeah you should have seen me like six months ago I was wired jacked up because of all the gear I've done my nervous system was freaking shaking at any opportunity it would get yeah hey and it's yeah it's energy speaks it. louder than words man for sure that's, yeah yeah
1: yeah totally agree
0: that's really cool well we're coming to the end we got two more questions mm-hmm. uh, this next one's all about gratitude bro um what part of your conscious journey were you most grateful for are you most
3: grateful for
1: i'm grateful for Mick, the bogan next door like eternally grateful for him because he started, he started this for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm grateful for my intellect um, and my ability to be able to dive, to to understand things on an intellectual level Mm -hmm. and then connect them deeper into, into who I am, not as a human, you know, bigger mm-hmm. than my intellect, yeah. my energy.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I'm grateful for the, the depth that I, I can take myself to. And I am grateful for people who know, know a lot more than me, right? Like Tim. Tim's yes, anyone who just. I, This is their purpose. They know their purpose. And it's that powerful. You can attest to how powerful this stuff Tim does.
0: Very grateful for that journey that he's taken me on and yourself, you were part of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Like that in the first 12 months that
3: I knew Tim, like
1: my growth rate was significant like
3: mm-hmm.
1: a majority of my change came within 12 months letting go of self-doubt yes being able to have an understanding of who i am and how energy operates and believing believing in my tapping into my warrior energy man like that's one of my favorite things mm. to do tap into that warrior and just like unstoppable
0: warrior
1: mm-hmm. we yeah. did a lot of that, that we did a
0: lot of that ret- at the retreat <laughs> eh? like yeah you know, the wrestling yeah. and the fighting and and um getting into that primal animal inside you i've never done anything mm. like that before um and it was really cool to learn how to control it like yeah. that's the thing isn't it when you talk about the warriors like unleashing it not outrage at your partner or at the person who cut you off in traffic but knowing you're in control of your
2: power
1: mm. And that's it, and not only being able to snap out of it, but being able to come into it. Yes. So part of my release process is come into your warrior. Mm -hmm. Come into it. Feel that rage. Calm it down. Have a cry. Mm. Cry with joy. Come into your warrior. Bring some joy into your warrior. Like just mixing it all, like bringing it in, controlling it, turning it on, turning it off, like having this control, of everything
3: is, it's calming, it's yeah. grounding,
1: it's like, it's, it's so empowering. Yeah. yeah. Because like you, you're fucking unshakable then.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. someone's screaming in your face and you can be looking at them going, they're so angry with me and you just go, and it's all theirs. Mm. I'm not going to add fuel to this fire. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. let that affect, I'm not going to let that affect me. Mm. In fact, I'm going to try and get this calm to affect them, yes. but let that love just pour over them. Yeah, and sometimes get punched in the face, but whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shit, man, you're you're a
1: game. Bro. Small price to pay. Yeah, totally.
0: good on you, man. Yeah. I really appreciate that. And and this is the last one. It's a really cool one.
3: What's one tip that you would give your old self who's just starting this journey?
1: would it's this it's to the self-awareness thing again be aware of your behavior Mm -hmm. yeah and it would also be um be compassionate yeah yeah be compassionate to uh, to people to yourself be compassionate to yourself
0: yeah yeah and it's okay it's like you're the guide descending down just saying you know love yourself more be okay with where you're at and Mm. um, you know practice building your self-awareness
1: yeah a hundred percent
0: that's cool it's been really cool to see all the different answers on that one Um, (laughs) some people are saying I wouldn't be able to say anything because I wouldn't have listened and that's been an interesting response eh? Mm. but like if I think about it like I see like an Indian guru come in or my spirit guide descend down and and speak to me I'm like who are you how did you get here you've definitely got something important to tell me (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I listen. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah. I I think it's with. It's like the inner child thing, right? When you, if you like, you go meet your inner child Mm -hmm. and you shower them with love. Mm -hmm. That's what. That's the way I see these these interactions where time is not a thing, right? What would you do when you saw your oldest self? You'd be proud of yourself and you'd love yourself. What do you do with your inner child? You tell them. That everything's okay And that you are loved mm-hmm. Right And you are going to listen to that Yeah Because there's nobody That doesn't like to be loved
2: Yeah Yeah They sure. may not know how to
1: react to it But they know down in, Like how good it feels Yeah Yeah, yeah.
0: That complete love Yeah That is no different to the inner child work That's a good point Really mm-hmm. Just coming back to revisit your old self And say Oh You got a good journey ahead of you, brother Yeah but that's cool, man. Look how good
1: I look at 40.
0: <laughs> so you're going to... And just so you know, when you shave your beard, Mark, when you're 40, you're going to look 21 again. So just a reminder, <laughs> yeah. keep doing the good that's things. It. Get off the drugs, get off the drugs, get off the alcohol and exercise, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, do all of
1: those things. Do all of those things. <laughs> uh, wow,
0: man, it's been a good interview, bro. I, I, I really appreciate your time and, and being able to share your journey and being real and raw. It's, it's something that's going to serve a lot more people then you may realize, and and I think you actually do know that, but, yeah, I respect that, brother. It's been a good interview.
1: Yeah, cheers, bro. I really, like, I said it before, but it's, like, what you're doing, this is epic. When I read that you were doing it, Mm. like, this is, like, this is the resource. This Mm. will be the resource that men come to and you're just people going to listen to it and relate and it's gonna it's mm. what an idea to have
0: yeah yeah it just sort of come through one day uh, as i was at the gym and coming home and riding on my scooter and i was like woke man you got to do a case study i'm like okay it's happening <laughs> so yeah it's gonna
1: be really cool yeah, to see where good. it's
0: at and i couldn't happen without you guys so i appreciate that
1: Yeah, sweet
0: bro Thanks Delby And thanks to everyone listening And if they want to connect with you And and hear more of your story Or catch up in Perth That's sort of why I had that first question Where do you live If you want to connect with uh, Mark You'll see his Instagram handle in the show notes But thank you everyone for listening And you know, remember that this is a journey It's not a destination Take care Thanks brother (music) Woke man, bring love
1: and just be I got love in my eyes bro, I can see I'm gonna be who I'm destined to be Wokeness is taking my old self away Yeah, I put love into me I'm spreading that love, yo don't you see Grab your cacao and drink it with me Cause wokeness is taking my old self away Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey
2: woke man Bring love and just be Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Bring love and just be